Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. We are so excited that you are joining us today. How are you, Dr. Virginia? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Um, We were talking a little earlier, just dealing with kind of an ongoing frustration for the past few weeks of... Yes, having problems with my text messages going through, including some from Val this morning. They just kind of will come through all at once in these batches. And it's like, I'll just get 20 or 30 all at once. And I won't really know when people sent them or how long they've been waiting on a response. But the weird thing is like in between these big batches, I will right. still get like little onesie twosies. Oh, and you so, do? Yeah. So it's not like I go for a day with no text Nothing. messages. It's like, I'll have a few come through and then all of a sudden I'll have like 30 come through, oh, <laughs> which is no. like, yeah. Oh. So I feel like I've apologized to everyone enough times. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have no idea when you sent this. I'm just not getting it. Da, 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 to where I think, I don't know. And I've heard other people are having the same problem, something with a tower or something. So well, I knew that it kind of started happening yeah. to you around the time of the hurricane, like the bad yes. weather. Yeah. And so I kind of wondered, could it have something Some to do damage? With that yeah, right. possibly. Oh, it's so frustrating because you, especially in the world that we live in today, everyone expects that you're mm-hmm. going to be able to immediately respond to any phone call, to any text message. And so when you're not getting them, it's that sense of, wait, is she just busy? Did she not yeah. get it? How Did do we know? You know, about me? like, yeah, yeah, just exactly. So you don't want to like, like for me, like this morning, I hated to ask again, but I was like, <laughs> oh, maybe she's really busy, but I didn't, I just wanted to, to make sure she saw yeah. the text or, you know, so you just don't how you have that sense of not knowing. Right. And so I thought it was just a perfect example to lead into our topic of conversation today. <laughs> yes. Because communication and how we communicate with parents, with our volunteers, mm-hmm with our community is so important Mm -hmm. and it's something that can often sort of fall between the cracks of just our daily work and trying to get things Mm -hmm. ready. And so I thought that it might be a great conversation for us to have just to sort of think through how are we communicating with people and how are we getting our thoughts across to everyone? It's so frustrating when you spend so much time on an event Mm-hmm. And so much time on something that you want to do special for your parents or so much time on something that you're doing with the kids. And then hardly anyone shows up or you have yes. people say, oh, I didn't know you did that or I didn't hear anything about it. And so you've spent all this time preparing. And so we want to make sure that we're communicating really well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we were talking about this earlier. Sometimes even the first step is communicating just within the church staff. 
And we've talked about this um, before about how it's easy for ministries to get siloed. Mm -hmm. um, and it can even take intentional effort just across the church staff to stay informed and to stay in communication um, yes. about events and things. You know, we've, we've mentioned before mm -hmm. how a huge portion of being a children's minister is not just the, the work that we do with the kids, but right. there's a huge chunk of it that is actually administration. Yes. And so part of that is thinking through how often do we have staff meetings? Mm -hmm. What do we present at our staff meetings? What do we do when we do get together and go over calendar? Are mm -hmm. we making sure that we calendar correctly? And so really making sure that your staff is aware of your events mm -hmm. is one of the most important things that you can do because they're going to communicate things to their people. You want to make sure that you don't have other ministries planning events on the same days or the same weeks when you're going to have a big event. So you want to make sure as a church staff, you are aware of one another's big events. And yes. so if you aren't calendaring during your staff meetings, if you aren't taking time to sort of go group by group around the table with mm -hmm. everybody's ministry to see what they're working on, what's coming up, what events you have, that's something you really want to discuss with your pastor mm -hmm. and find out, is there a way that we can somehow mm -hmm. add this planning time to our right. meetings? Can we add this planning time? to our month. Maybe you have right. a church where you don't meet as a full staff on a regular basis. And so maybe that's just a possibility of you going and saying, could we just have a quick calendar meeting just mm -hmm. once a month or once a quarter where we can go over our calendar and talk about the events that are coming up just really quickly, just so that we're aware of one another's events and one another's you know, ministry so that mm -hmm. we can support each other and encourage people to be a part of ministries and so that they can, you know, so you can know. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's something that we often get so caught up in everything that's going on. We kind of miss, we skip. Right. right. And it's like you said, we do become very siloed and this mm -hmm. is just a children's ministry thing. Oh, our music minister doesn't need to know about this, but it is important for all right. of the staff to be aware of what's happening. Cause then if your music yeah. minister thinks, Oh, I'm just doing a music ministry thing. We're going to do a fellowship. It really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? No right. one else needs to know, but then, if it's the same time as your children's ministry event and you've got parents in the choir yes. and parents who want to come to your children's ministry events. And so yeah. I've some had of those conversations so many times <laughs> yeah. where they're like, well, it's just the choir that's going to be involved. So I didn't think you needed to know. And I'm like, Oh, but my volunteers sing in the choir. So yeah. they, they yeah. can't do this because they're needing to do that. And yeah. Yeah. So it's just those kinds of, of respecting one another's ministries. Mm -hmm enough to be able to say, Hey, I just want to let you know, we have this really, this is a really big event for us. And so it's, it could cause some conflict. So is there a way that I can help, you know, figure out a way we can do this in a, a different time or, mm -hmm. or something so that it doesn't conflict with one another. And I know with large churches, it's hard to do that. We right. don't want to over calendar our families. Yes. That's one of the things that can happen really easily is that we can overwhelm them with events and overwhelm them with things that they need to do. And we don't want to do that. We, right. we want them to be able to enjoy coming to church, but still have the ability to do family nights at home and to do other things so that they're not just so over calendared with church events that they can't do right. anything on their own. 
but we do want to make sure that we have opportunities for them in different areas of ministry. And so it's a really big thing to do. So I was just going to share some things um, that churches that I've been at and are at um, things, some things that we do. Um, We do have an administrative assistant who is the one that sort of keeps the calendar. We do have a form (laughs) that goes to our relevant staff members um, and then the calendar. Um, I actually brought an agenda from our staff meeting that's just different topics. And then the back is different um, events that are coming up. And so usually we have about three months worth of events on the back of our staff meeting agenda. So we don't necessarily talk about them every week, Mm -hmm. but they are. And so you can compare that to your calendar um, as well. Um, you know, do you outside have, of the staff meeting time. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a staff, do you have a time that you get together to do calendaring for the year? Like, do you- We do. We do it twice a year. So we have two days, um, one in February, one in July, where we do calendaring for the year. And so we do, we calendar a year out each time. Um, and so part of it, you know, sort of the first part is reviewing six months that we have already looked at. Um, that we've already, you know, sort of calendar, but sometimes we need to make adjustments and then we calendar for another six month time period that we haven't really looked at at all. And we start trying to get those dates. And so we do, we calendar twice a year as a staff for a whole year. We always, um, especially at the last church where I served, I love the way we did it because we did have sort of a retreat day mm-hmm. so that we got away from the building. Mm-hmm. Even we do the same thing. Just- Mm-hmm. You know, even if we stayed local and we just right. went to like a, a hotel mm-hmm. conference, you know, room or something just so that we were sort of away from the building, mm-hmm. had the calendar, went through, calendared everything for the year. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that we did that I really appreciated was that soon after that, we would have a meeting with the deacons mm-hmm. and any other significant church leaders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that we could go over the calendar that we Mm -hmm. did with them and then have them remind us of anything maybe that we left off or something that maybe their ministry like for example if Mm -hmm. we had like the WMU was a was a ministry within our church at the time and so she would sometimes have events that her group would want to do that she needed to clear through us. So she would bring those things to that meeting so that we could set everything up for the year. And then again, like you said, if they had something Mm -hmm. new that popped up, they had a little form that they filled out and they turned it in and then we discussed it at staff meeting, Mm -hmm. but having these two meetings for the year to set up the full church calendar for the year was so helpful to make sure Mm -hmm. we didn't miss anything. There wasn't any Mm -hmm. conflict that all the big events were on the calendar and Mm -hmm. set and ready Mm -hmm. to go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So just as the more communication that you can have internally and the more prepared that you can be, um, the more it helps your external communication, maybe not even external, but outside the staff yeah. um, to your families, your parents, your volunteers, your community. Absolutely. So that's sort of like the foundation of having good communication within your staff and then yes. going out from there. Yes. And that's one of the things that I have noticed that so many churches do not do mm-hmm. is that they do not keep up their public calendar. Mm-hmm. For example, if they have a calendar mm-hmm. on their website, mm-hmm. <laughs> they do not keep it updated right. on a regular basis, or it's set up just to look at one month at a time so mm-hmm. that you can't Say like, for example, if my husband and I wanted to plan vacation, but we didn't want to plan it around, you know, vacation Bible school, maybe the Christmas, you know, church event, the musical, 
to be able to look at a calendar without having to contact somebody is so helpful. And a lot of times, you know, if if we're doing it at night and we couldn't call somebody and find out, then we would just be, well, we're going to set our dates and then we'll just have to see. But if we had that Mm -hmm. information, it would be so helpful. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of churches will have calendars on their website (laughs) or they'll have, you know, something like that for, you know, some sort Mm -hmm. of a program that members can go to, to look. And they don't keep it updated. And so Mm -hmm. that information is not there. And so it's so important for as a church staff that you make sure that there's somebody that's responsible for keeping that calendar updated. Yes. That that information is out there and available. Yes. So it's like you go to the website, you're like, hmm, I can see what they did in like 2017. Yes. (laughs) But it doesn't help me now. No, it really doesn't. (laughs) And so, but I think too, it's a great outreach because for Mm -hmm. me, as we look for a new church, whenever we've been in that process, one of the things that I've always done is to go on a website and take a look at it and to kind of see, Mm -hmm. oh, well, what kinds of events do they do throughout the year and what kinds of things, you know, are they involved with? And so when that information isn't available, then, you know, you don't have that opportunity to sort of share with people what you do. So, Yeah. So that's one of the things we do. We have like an events page um, on our website that has highlights the big events. So that there's little things that aren't on there, but definitely the big events usually for the next three or four months um, are, are on that events page on our website. So, well, yeah. and I just saw a tweet this week from a pastor that mentioned that if you don't have a website that your church is really losing an outreach opportunity because he mm. just really felt like that there's no one anymore that's going to attend a church right. without first going to the website and oh, taking yeah. a look at the mission statement and looking at the events and looking at what kinds of information they have there. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a, a vital piece for your ministry now because, you know, people aren't necessarily just going to walk in sight unseen. I know for us, we definitely are looking at websites, checking to see what churches are saying and what they're doing before we even walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that you have that media presence so Mm -hmm. that you can let people know about your church so that they can come visit then at that point and feel a little bit more comfortable. Well, one of the first groups that we want to make sure we're communicating well with after the staff is aware of what's (laughs) happening are our volunteers. Yes. Dr. Virginia, yes. do you have a way that you specifically contact your volunteers and keep oh, them updated? Lots of ways. <laughs> lots of ways. And that's, I feel like, going to be the theme throughout this episode is that <laughs> we want to communicate in a lot of different ways because yeah. you're going to touch different people. Um, and so definitely, and, and making sure our volunteers are well-informed can be in some ways, a first line of defense and making sure our families are well informed and even getting messages out to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, because if our volunteers can speak correctly um, about our events and share that information, then that's um, a huge help to us. And so, yeah. I mean, whenever it comes to keeping my volunteers informed, I, a lot of things, I mean, I do, and this kind of goes for parents as well, but mm-hmm. I send emails. Um, we have um, an active, we have two different things. We have an active Facebook page um, because pages are more public facing. Um, mm-hmm. We have some closed Facebook groups for our volunteers, our key leaders, our parents. Um, and those are, we can share information more freely because you, we have to um, approve people to join them. And it's not just like randos. And so it's our volunteers, it's our parents, it's our people. Um, So we use those Facebook groups, Um, automated emails through our church database. Um, I send text messages. Um, 
And I will do flyers that I give to our teachers, flyers for our parents. Um, and so mailing postcards um, yes. to, to homes. Um, I really for any sort of large event for volunteers, for families, we approach our communication about it in multiple ways. Yes. Um, because again, you're not just going to do one thing that's going to hit everybody. Right. You have to approach it multiple ways because some people will see your post on Facebook. Some people will read their email. Some people don't ever read their email. Never. Never. And that's what we have to remember <laughs> is that a lot of people never check their email, mm -hmm. even though they have an email and they mm -hmm. say you can email them, but they still have to actually look at it. it. <laughs> and so I did a conference years ago, back really when social media started, when we first mm -hmm. had Twitter, when we first started with Facebook, this was, I know, you know, <laughs> ancient times, but I did a conference because so many people at that time were not familiar with social media at all. Mm -hmm. They weren't familiar with Facebook. They weren't familiar with Twitter. They, they didn't understand how those mediums worked. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I would say in that conference, I tried to really emphasize during that conference that you want to choose a medium that your people are using mm. because you can have an amazing yes. Twitter account. You can have an amazing Facebook account, but if none of your people are on Twitter or on Facebook, if none of your people do Instagram, if they don't follow Pinterest, if they aren't on Facebook, then they're not going to see your messages. And so mm -hmm. what you really have to do first mm -hmm. is to find out where are your people? Mm -hmm. Because if you say to them, I have created this Instagram account mm -hmm. and they have no interest in being part of Instagram, you're never going to reach them. So what you have to do is to find out, are the majority of your parents on Instagram? Are they on Twitter? Find out. And one of the things that I did with the volunteers is that I had a little form and I had them. Little survey. Out, like, yeah. You know, do, you know, when mm -hmm. they filled out all the information and they gave me their email address, you know, I would also ask, you know, do you have, you know, an Instagram handle? Do you have a Twitter handle? Do you have, you know, like what, mm -hmm. what social media are you involved in? So that helped me to see, okay, if I have no one that's on Twitter, there's no point, then there's no point in taking the time mm -hmm. to do that. And so you really want to find out, but that's the point. And if you have a multiple uh, mediums that they are on, then that means you're going to have to be involved in multiple mediums. You're going to have to find a way to figure out that particular social media type and, you know, and, and cater to it a little bit more. The nice thing about it is coming from a person who has Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is that there are a lot of ways now that makes it the, just the, link them all together. There are a lot of things you can do now to link them all together so that you can just do one post, but mm -hmm. it's going to show up on TikTok. It's going to show up on Instagram. It's going to show up on Twitter so that that way you aren't having to redo something every single time. Mm -hmm. But you do want to find out where are the majority of your, your volunteers and how can you best communicate with them. But as you were saying, it's incredibly important for us to stay in contact mm -hmm. with our volunteers to let them know what's coming up mm -hmm. so that they can tell their people. Yes. Because that's going to help you to be able to not have to stress quite so much about making sure you're reaching everyone because they are helping, helping you, you everyone that mm -hmm. they are, are particularly involved. There was nothing that drove me crazier than somebody saying, well, you know, I knew 
that Tom was super involved in children's ministry. And I asked him about the event and he said he didn't know anything about it. So I just oh. assumed you weren't doing one. And then, you know, and so then I'm like, oh, I am not making yeah. sure my volunteers have yeah. the information to let them know. And one of the things that I would say to them in meetings when we did have meetings with our volunteers, because I did try to do those. Well, I, I tried to do once a quarter. Sometimes it, right. it ended up being, you know, a couple times a year. But to try to say to them to let them know, even if you don't think you're going to be able to be a part of this event or that you're right. coming, if you could just kind of be familiar with just the general information so you can tell people about it and let them know so that that way we can just have more people talking about a certain event. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if we get that feedback, you know, that parents don't know about events and that families don't know about events, our first reaction may be to be frustrated with our volunteers, but really that's our responsibility. Like yes. it's our responsibility to ensure that everyone's on the same page. Like mm -hmm. if we're getting frustrated saying, you know, why aren't people reading my emails? It goes back to our earlier conversation. We have to meet them where they're already mm -hmm. at. And so, so that frustration really lies with us and that responsibility lies with us. Mm -hmm. And so it, right. it's our responsibility to, to find those methods and find those creative ways to communicate with our volunteers, with our families. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one, one other way to communicate with families is, um, you know, I know a lot of schools and elementary schools will use things like Remind or GroupMe or other apps as well, other messaging apps. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably worth finding out um, what are the ways that schools are communicating. You yes. know, are parents accustomed to Remind? Do they already use Remind like with the school? And so mm -hmm. that's another avenue and another outlet for you to be able to communicate with them mm -hmm. in a way that they're already familiar with. Yeah. But I think all of those reminders are incredibly important. Even though I had a billion different ways that I would let people know the preschool schedule mm, for volunteers. Yes, yes. I would still have people when I would text them the day before just to send out that little reminder because mm -hmm. I would send a lesson, a little mm -hmm. link to the lesson mm -hmm. along with a little text message. And it, I would always get those. Oh, I'm so glad I almost forgot that I had it in the yes, morning. So yes, 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 yes. Finding those ways that you can you know, just give them that quick little reminder, those mm -hmm. things that you can do. And like you said, so many of the software programs that we use for our churches have these built in ways that you can email, that you can text, that you can do different things with. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it, again, being familiar with your media, being, being familiar with all the opportunities that you may already have at right. your disposal that you maybe weren't even aware of um, mm -hmm. can really help you in keeping those volunteers. Yeah, in, in touch. What are some of the ways that you did contact your parents over the mm -hmm. years? Mm -hmm. What are some of those methods that you've used? Really? Yeah, so we've used a lot of the same methods um, with the things like Facebook posts, Facebook events, texts, emails. Um, I I've been I had I was at a church previously that did have a system where we could um, send out pre-recorded messages like via phone call, mm -hmm. um, and so we'd do those as well, um, and flyers. Um, you know, sending home a flyer with a kid on a Sunday morning is sometimes that can be a little dangerous. Sometimes yeah. that can be a little dangerous, but also it's nice to have something to put on your refrigerator. So really you can, you can yeah. achieve that same thing even through cards like postcards. Um, and so, you know, we would do bulk mails of postcards for big events like VBS, yes. um, Upward Sports, um, you know, our big events, we would do like these giant bulk mails of postcards and so, um, well, and one of the things you have to realize too now is that there are a lot of people who don't check their mail. Mm. I have been surprised, especially mm -hmm. at our last church, the, the people that would just 
only check their mail maybe once a month because now you once just a don't, month? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Because especially for younger parents, they do everything digitally. So they Uh don't really get mail anymore. And Uh so, um, and like, for example, for us, my husband looks at our mail on the app and Mm -hmm. because, you know, he'll look at the pictures of what we're getting in the mail. Oh, wow. Nothing that he's in a hurry for. Then he'll wait till the next day to go stop down at the mailbox because we have the key. We have to use a key. Oh, gotcha. And so he'll just, so, you know, again, it, it's one of those things that <laughs> everyone communicates in such a different way than we're yes. used to. Uh, so you can't rely on that, but the, the bulk mail mm-hmm. way of informing people can be really, really helpful to be able mm-hmm. to send out those note cards, to be able to send out those little things so that they have something. And one of the things that I did a lot of times when I had flyers or something that needed to go home with parents I didn't necessarily send it home with the kids. A lot of times I would have it in the life group room where the, for the Bible study, where the, the parents meet for Bible yes. study, yes. or I would yes. make sure I had them at, on the table going, mm-hmm. you know, into the sanctuary where mm-hmm. they, cause back at that point they were still picking up bulletins. And mm-hmm. so that way they had mm-hmm. other locations because mm-hmm. typically if I send it with kids, <laughs> I usually found them oh, in no. the parking lot on the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I had to try to be a little bit more strategic Mm -hmm. with the way that we did that. Um, Now it's one thing when you have the parents that are, you know, picking up. They're picking up. And so you put it in their hands. But if you have the older (laughs) kids, like the fourth, fifth and sixth graders, if you don't have them being picked up, which again, if you listen to safety and security, I think they really do. But a (laughs) lot of churches don't have them picked up. They, they get parents assigned to just release and so then you, again, run into that, how are parents getting it in their hands? So it's finding yes. those ways to be able to yes. do that for yes. sure. And another, we do still, we still do bulletins at our church. Um, we do them Sunday morning. We do them Wednesday night. We have a separate list of announcements for our Sunday school classes. And so mm-hmm. you're right. Those are all great avenues to put that information for parents to be able to find out about events. Yes. Well, for sure. And that's one of the things, if you attend a, a really large church, if you are a staff member of a really large mm-hmm. church, I know that that bulletins have sort of gone by the wayside for a lot of churches and a lot of churches are too large for them to be able to make announcements from the stage for mm-hmm. every single different oh, event right, that's happening right. because mm-hmm. these are, we're talking about large churches that have a lot mm-hmm. of events. Mm-hmm. And so they may have, you know, PowerPoint presentations that run at the beginning mm-hmm. of the service before service starts that has events uh, listed Scrolling there through. or they may write mm-hmm. or they may have other things, but you really need to make sure that any way you have to publicize your event, any po- opportunity that you have to put your information up on that screen, mm-hmm. any opportunity that you might have for the larger events like Vacation Bible School or maybe mm-hmm. the Christmas, the family Christmas event where you ask the pastor, is it possible for me to be able to make that announcement on mm-hmm. a Sunday morning? Because these are large church-wide events. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's finding the best way that you can communicate to your community. And that's what's mm-hmm. really important so that your parents are aware and so that they know. And one thing that um, the churches that I've been a part of do is um, video announcements. And so um, we would do, you're right, for much larger events, church-wide events, um, do video announcements to where it's like, you know, we would have, um, you know, like the VBS director, you know, and myself in a video announcement for VBS. And so things like that are, even if you can't necessarily do that every single week for those special big events, 
um, to have something that's a little different, um, something that's new or something, you know, that's people that, you know, um, those can be really effective means and, and people will, you know, sit up and pay attention to a video when in ways that they may not pay attention to, you know, brother Bob reading the announcements right. or whatever. Right. So, right. <laughs> or even for some large events to have maybe mm-hmm. a, a kiosk set up, a, a booth yes. set up in the lobby on certain mm-hmm. Sundays where parents can come and get information, especially at your fall kickoffs, or maybe when you're coming mm-hmm. back from the holiday break mm-hmm. to have these kind of things to say, Hey, come see what we're doing over the next couple of months, right. in our children's ministry and have like a little giveaway, maybe some candy, something mm-hmm. themed, and then have a little <laughs> sheet that kind of goes through. So that mm-hmm. way that would cover you from say August until December and then right. do it again in January and have January to May, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that you have just those opportunities to be able to get that information, which also means that you need to be calendaring early. Like you need to know really early what you're going to be doing for these particular quarters so that you can get that information out to them. You may still have a super successful event if you're doing something last minute, but you have to realize that you can't sustain that. You can't Mm -hmm. continue to just do last minute events and have Mm -hmm. people participate because you might get lucky and have people that aren't scheduled for something else and were able to attend. Mm -hmm. But if it's a regular event, there's really no reason why you can't have it on a calendar, have Mm -hmm. those dates set up so that people can plan for it Mm -hmm. and really be aware that it's coming and be able to invite visitors and other people to come. It's harder to do that last minute. And so it's really great to be able to have that opportunity. Well, speaking of guests and visitors, what are some of the ways that we can communicate our events, particularly our events that we want to be outreach events to our community, to our neighbors, to um, people around us? I think that's another thing that you have to be really familiar with. How does your community communicate? Is there a place where you can put flyers up and everybody's going to see it because everybody goes to that coffee shop or everybody goes to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a radio station that people listen to that mm-hmm. you know could make announcements for you that have those kinds of events that they, they, you know, that they publicize through their medium? Do you have a neighborhood Facebook account mm-hmm. that doesn't mind on certain days? Like for example, for our small town, we have, a Facebook page that's like what's happening or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. the name of it. But yes. when they have mm-hmm. certain days, like mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, you can publicize certain things. And on, you know, so they, so they have those, you know, you can't just do it any day, but certain days you can mm-hmm. publicize upcoming events or, or your mm-hmm. business or those kinds of things. So finding those kinds of things in your town that you can participate with so that you can get out your information is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, that's, I was going to suggest that exact same thing. We've got some different little community Facebook groups that, that I'm a part of that are very popular in our community. And then we've got um, a couple moms groups as well. And so those are great places to advertise events, to advertise, you know, your VBS, your fall festival, your mop. Um, or, or, you know, some sort of, you know, parents night out, those kinds of places are great for advertising those events. Um, And so, yeah, another thing that we'll do is, um, you know, for some of our large events, we will create, you know, like a Facebook event, Mm -hmm. and then we will advertise it or boost the post or whatever, Mm -hmm. we will pay a little bit of money um, to get that event and to get that information in front of more people. And so, um, you know, that's something that, that you can consider doing. You can also just do it the old fashioned way and 
ask your people to be like, hey, we created this event. Please respond that you're going. Please share it. Please comment. Please like. And so you don't want to overwhelm your people with those kind of requests. You don't want to be right. asking them to be liking and sharing something every single week. But, right. you know, if there's a special big event, you know, once a quarter that you really want to get that information out there, you'd be yeah. like, hey, everybody respond to the VBS event, share it, like it, invite other people to it. Um, and those can be great ways to get that information out to the community. Well, and we talked about like, for example, when I would do the fall event that we do at, at the church, when I would have the fall festival, the, the mm -hmm. bonfire, whatever it was that we mm -hmm. were having for the particular fall event. One of the things that I had in the goodie bag would be information for the next big event that I was having. So for me, for the fall, the next big event would be our, our family Christmas night. And so I would make sure I had that information in that bag to hand out. So I wanted uh -huh. to be prepared at each big event to let them know this is what our church is doing uh -huh. soon, you know, so that they would be aware of it and so that they could, you know, be able to plan for it. And so it's really huge. You can take the information that you've gathered from previous year's VBSs, right. from previous years of fall festivals and send emails, um, send cards in the mail. And so you can do something similar, even just with the information that you already have from people who have already attended some of your events in the past mm -hmm. um, and get kind of some fertile ground to till up um, for these outreach events. Right. I think what we're really saying here is that it's important for you to be familiar with your community and maybe talk with some other children's ministers in your area that have been doing this maybe a little bit longer than you have or that have been in that area a little longer than you have and ask them, what are some ways in this community that you found to be successful in reaching the community with your information? What mm -hmm. things kind of work here? Because that's the thing. Not every single method works in every single location. Right. Right. It really right. is according to the community. And, and I remember that so very well because one of the very first conferences I had when I was talking about social media, an older gentleman raised his hand and he said, we don't have internet yet. <gasps> like this, I mean, because like I said, this was years and years ago. And Whoa. he was like, so what should I do if we don't have internet? Yeah, like we don't even do. And I was like, because it was a very rural community. Yeah. Community yeah. I said, you know what? I said, then that's not going to be effective for you. Don't worry so, about you it. Know, wait until we start talking about some of our other things that we're going to talk about. That you really can't, no. you know, you have to know where you are and where your people are in this, the space that you're in. And, and one is not better than the other. Right. You know, Different. It's not more effective than Twitter or, or those kind of things. You know, you can't, you know, you, you can't compare them because they're apples mm -hmm. and oranges according to your community and who mm -hmm. is involved in what. And so it's just really, really important that you are familiar with your people, familiar with your community and that you try different things. Sometimes I would try certain things to, to, to generate mm -hmm. some more interest in mm -hmm. an event mm -hmm. and it would just fall flat. We wouldn't yeah. get anything. Cause honestly, I will tell you this and I still believe this personal invitations work yes. better than any other kind of yes. promotion you could possibly do. Yes. Yes. Somebody will drive past a billboard a hundred mm -hmm. times and not notice it. But mm -hmm. if their next door neighbor invites them to bring their kids to VBS, they will come. Yes. So yes. personal invitations, relationships are always going to be the number one way mm -hmm. to reach people and to bring people in. Amen. But you also don't want to miss any opportunity that you might have from someone seeing the information about your church. Maybe someone that isn't involved in church anywhere and doesn't know somebody that's involved in church, but they might see a flyer. They might see a notice. They might see an mm -hmm. ad. 
And so you never want to say, oh, I'm not going to try doing anything ever because you never know what might work. Right. But one of the things that you really want to try to encourage in your people mm. is that the more that they can invite people, the more they can talk about their church, the more they can yes. talk about their events and the children's yes. ministry, the more people you're going to have involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and that even goes to something so simple as um, we have this upcoming Sunday, we have um, a big training event for our volunteers. And um, I started last month with our once a month nursery volunteers going around to each room with a flyer, even though they've already gotten an email, even though I've sent text messages, even though I've sent, you know, other forms of communication, you know, on the week of their service, you know, in the month leading up to this event, going to their room, handing them a flyer with a QR code to register right. and say, hey, we have this upcoming, you know, training. It's super important. It's going to be super valuable. I would love to see you there. Yes. And so even with the something as simple as volunteer training, doing my best to personally invite every one of our volunteers, <laughs> you know, even our 80 volunteers on our nursery rotation, personally inviting them um, to come and attend this training. So, I mean, it works for big events. It works for small events. Um, yes. You're right. That personal invitation is still um, the most effective way um, to reach people. Absolutely. Well, thank you, friends, for joining us for this conversation about communication. And we hope that you found something helpful, that you found something useful. We would love it if you would leave us a comment and send us a question. We just want to meet you where you are and try to serve you um, as you serve your families. And so thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <music>